I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And that's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hisler over there in the six. I know you're feeling good today. How you doing, my dog? I'm doing great, Jay. Hey, first of all, first of all, basketball is back. I couldn't be any happier uh, just seeing just seeing the Bucks earn what they deserve. And that's a ring tonight. Just starting off the night by, like that, seeing Giannis, putting in all that work, getting his ring. I mean, man, it doesn't get any better than that. That game was really lacking. I mean, my guy Kyrie, if anything, Jay, and we talked about this, the guy needs to come back. But man, oh man, that second game, just not even from a homer standpoint. We talked about this at the half. That was basketball in its purest, highest level. Um, and it was it was a lot to digest. And we got to talk about the whole night because it was a night. It was a night to remember for the basketball that was being played. Jay, how are you feeling about it, man? How are you feeling? Jay, man, you, 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 you put it in the best way, Jay. Like, it was a night to remember. And honestly, you know, like, uh, uh, big, big, you know, big ups to Giannis, you know, KD. They were doing their thing. But, Jay, we, we were talking about this during the Nets and Bucks game. That's not the finale. The finale is the Lakers <laughs> versus Warriors, and that's what everyone was looking for. And we definitely got, uh, got a lot from it, man. So, so like how you said, Jay, we got a lot to get into. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Jay, honestly, since this Warriors and Lakers game just finished, we have so much excitement in our bodies. Let's, let's jump into that one. Jay, I want to I, I, I I start with the Warriors. You know, the, 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 the winning team, man, they came, they came out there and – Honestly, started the game, in my opinion, started the game flat, but and then we're, but and then slowly started to pick it up. But man, oh man, Jay, talk to me about that ball movement. That ball movement was so crispy. Talk to me about that, Jay. Yeah, no, I mean, that was one of the things that I talked about on, on the keys to the game yesterday when we had Patrick on the show. And that was the ball movement. Were the Warriors going to move the ball like they have been doing in the preseason? It was clear to me. You know, that Steve Kerr had put that emphasis on the back doors. If they're overplaying, obviously they're overplaying Steph. He creates that gravity. So it's going to lead to other opportunities. Other guys are going to be open and they got to knock down shots. And we saw early, you know, guys weren't hitting shots in the first half. Besides Andre Iguodala, who we're going to get to later. What an amazing pickup to bring him back to lead that group, that young, that second unit. But just the sheer, the ball movement, the gravity, seeing Steph didn't have a great night, but being able to get other guys involved is something that I love that he does, does and did it tonight to the best of his ability. You saw he got a triple double, but the ball movement was impeccable tonight. How many assists they had? 30 assists to the Lakers, 21. And it was clear. I'm surprised it wasn't more of a margin than nine. 
I mean, they were moving the ball at an amazing rate, getting open looks. And some of them, some of those shots in the second half where they got amazing looks, they didn't even make them. So imagine if they made at least two more of those threes, it could have been a 10 or 13 point uh, victory. Man, Jay, and you know, I, I, I got I got right here on my notes that honestly, the Lakers did get lucky and, and it could have been a way bigger deficit than a, a, a nine point deficit because the Warriors missed tons, tons of open shots. And then and that's because, man, I, I just I saw all oh, time and time and time again, the Lakers be late on on defensive transitions on uh, they having tons of, of uh, defensive mislaps. I saw way too many times a shooter out there open and just all five Lakers players just staring at each other. Nobody getting out there, man. Nobody making nobody making the transition, Jay. So I I, I got to side with you on that point. That man, like I'm surprised it was it, it was on, it was only a, a a nine point lead, man. But uh, but Jay, you know what? Like you know, I, I couldn't. We can't do this episode. It would be a a disjustice. You know, it would it would be wrong of us, Jay, to do this episode if we didn't mention that boy, Jay Pool. Oh my oh God, my Jay, goodness. Jay. You know, look, look. I said it in the preview with Pat, Jay. I said, I yeah. said, guys, only Warriors fans really, really know about this guy. He's he he's coming up, man. He's coming up. But Jay, tonight he put the world on notice. Jay, put the world on notice. Talk to me about how you felt uh, about Jordan's pool, Jordan Poole's game. Some of the positive, positive things in this saw, uh, and just some things that 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 you took away from that. Shooters shoot, Jay. Shooters shoot. shoot. And and you 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 pointed it out. You told me Jay Poole is a boy, and he is a boy. But in in the first half, he looked like a boy <laughs> out there. <laughs> And not the type of boy you want to be, but it's it's but but Jay, not to get caught up on that, it's it's something you expect as a young player. He was he had the nerves opening night national te- television. You're going up against one of the greatest players to ever do it in LeBron. Uh, this bright lights of Staples Center, those nerves are going to be there, and we saw it was evident in his shot. You know, missing a lot of shots long. Uh, that's that's clear. You know, as a former player, when you're missing long, that's the nerves, that's the energy, you know, forcing you to shots that you'd normally make uh, where you're comfortable, you're in your rhythm and you're just it's just energy and you're, you're missing long. And to have that confidence, you know, one play sticks out to me when they're on that transition and you saw <laughs> where he in the first this was in the first half, I believe, in the second quarter where, you know, he had could have taken the mid range and he step back to the three-point line in a transition with other guys open and miss long. And I said, boy, this guy, Jordan Poole, is so confident on the floor out there. And man, oh man, was it a joy to watch when Steph was on the bench in that third quarter and he kept shooting. And he, honestly, he is part of the reason that led to them keeping the lead, taking the lead. You know, he hit that big three. And then you saw him to take the this heat check later. But man, man, oh man, the emergence of Jordan Poole is one of the keys that we talked about last night for me, it, for the X factor, the guy who needed to get going. Because we don't know Steph's going to get, he's going to get all that pressure. He's going to get that attention in the defense. And they need that shot maker and that play playmaker as well. And man, did he, did he come through in that second half? Boy, oh boy. 
Boy, oh boy, Jay, and you, I, I, I can't, I can't even add anything to that, Jay. You, 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 you hit, you hit everything uh, that 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 we saw from that we saw from Jay Poole, man. And we just, we just all around just saw a, a a great game from him, and definitely put the world on notice that Jay Poole, JP three is on the is on the way up, man. JP three, <laughs> yeah, and uh, but one one thing that I I just did want to add about that is is just uh, I was um you know oftentimes in nba we see we see uh young cats you know not not be the best decision maker but we saw jay pool make a lot of great decisions out there you know yes sure. of course you know there there were some of those heat check moments but that's not even just with young guys that's 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 with everybody man mm-hmm. but i just i i have to i have to give you know give his give his respect because you know a lot of people just kind of want to label him just as a scorer just as a shooter but man he's he's a, he's a good decision maker too you gotta you gotta watch for that man but right. um but all right, Jay. So then, uh, so then, as as we keep transitioning, we talked about. I, you know, I know Jordan Poole is your guy. I know you like him a lot. But I got to talk about my guy on the Warriors, who I've been talking about since y'all picked him up. My guy, Bielitsa, Jay. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man, Jay, man. stop playing with him. Oh, Jay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just come out and say it. He should start over over Kayvon Looney, man. That's how I feel. Because I just th- I just think that he fits that starting lineup so much better. I understand he's not as he he's not as fast. He doesn't jump as high. He's not uh, the same uh, 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 pick and roll pick and roll big to run with. But man, he could shoot better than Kayvon Looney. He could put it on the floor better than Kayvon Looney. And I just think that if you bring a Kayvon Looney off the bench, man, that that's just a whole different style, man. That's that's just a whole different style. But Jay, talk to me about how you feel about uh, about about Lita and are you on the same side of me and that he should start over Kevon Looney, or do you still want Kevon Looney at that starting five? Bielitsa was, first of all, man, he was all over the place tonight, plus 20 in, in, in the plus minus, and, and it showed. It showed. He was just doing everything. He was knocking down shots, six for seven tonight, getting rebounds, getting second-chance opportunities. The, his playmaking, unreal. He, he when, The thing I like about keeping uh, Bielitsa in that second unit is, Obviously, you know, Kevon Looney only played 15 minutes to be Elitza's 26 minutes, regardless of, you know, starting and him coming off the bench. But when Draymond Green is off the floor, he brings that level of playmaking at the five position that they didn't have last year. And that, that's something they need. And, and you love having that off the bench and having him as an X factor. And Jay, you, you, you know, it's, it's crazy because you said last night, uh, when we had Patrick on the show, that he was your X factor, and boy was he ever! Um, plus twenty, uh, one for one. He only took one three tonight, and that just goes to show you he was getting a lot of his buckets with those crazy finishes, uh, creative finishes, crafty finishes around the rim, uh, and then just affecting the game uh, with his rebounding. You know, fifteen and eleven tonight. Boy, oh boy, that what a what a pickup. Um, and then, and then let's let's shift it over and talk about who, who we are talking about. And who do you think that is, Jay? Who 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 who's that next pickup that 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 I had mentioned to you at halftime? The next pickup that that you guys made? Yeah, that I said was a big pickup and and was huge tonight for the Warriors. AJ, if the Martians beans were pointed on Earth, <laughs> if the Martians beans were pointed on Earth, Jay, between Andre Iguodala and Stephen Curry, I'm taking Andre Iguodala, Jay. <laughs> you know, it, it, and it's, I, I would, you know, never do that, but just <laughs> Iguodala does 
the things that no one wants to do on the floor. I mean, this guy is in your best. He's he's he he didn't slow AD down tonight. Uh, AD, AD got whatever he wanted, but he made it. He made him think. Andre Iguodala is such a smart player, and it doesn't even uh, that might not even show up in the box score, you know. And tonight he shot well from the floor. You know, four for seven. He knocked down two huge threes uh, in the in the first half, but it doesn't even show up in the box score. He had one rebound, two assists, but the things that he does on the floor, those intangibles um, and his playmaking, his IQ, putting guys in the right spots to succeed, being that coach on the floor is just irreplaceable for the Warriors. And this is what something they didn't have last year. And it's something that if he stays healthy, I mean, man, man, oh man. And it's just one game. So we got to hold the brakes, but, I loved what I saw from the Warriors tonight. So, and that that Bielitsa and Iguodala specifically tonight. Man, man, yeah, I, I, I was very excited about my, about my guy Bielitsa, man. And, and and yes, like how you said, Jay, man, Iggy, uh, he's at that point in his in his career where what he brings is is the intangibles, man. It, it's the it is the the coaching slash player it is the the defense and 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 i mean let's be let's be real jay i mean i i saw several times down down in the post where uh andre Iguodala, uh, you know there is with players like ad's or joel and Jokic's, there, there's no stopping those guys you know no. there's a there, there's only there's only contain those guys there's only making those guys think twice and i think that andre Iguodala could have definitely made uh ad think twice about uh, about you know m- Going, going in the post every time because mm-hmm. man, I, I, Iggy was, was was holding his own. So hats off to Iggy, Jay. Man, I, you know I'm. We're talking about all this positive stuff. You know, we talk about Jay Poole. We talk about Iggy. Talk about Bielitsa. So I I don't want to kill your vibe, Jay. I really know. I, I know y'all won. I know you up, Jay. But mm-hmm. it's for the fans. You know what I'm saying? It's for the yeah, fans. Yeah, let's and, talk it. Let's talk it out. Yeah. So nah. so let's let, let, let's yeah. talk it, Jay. Jay, mm-hmm. explain to me. Because you, you talked to me in the middle of the game about your frustration, but explain to mm-hmm. me and explain to the fans about your frustration with Andrew Wiggins. Oh, man. I feel like in a game like this, you need Andrew Wiggins to be that third option. Um, it's clear that Jordan Poole is, is, is the second option, uh, and, the, and there's, there's no debates about that. He's made it clear that he has the confidence to do so. So what you need from Andrew Wiggins is to be that third option, that reliable third option, and to pick up, I don't care if it was a ticky-tack call or if you didn't agree with the call, to put yourself in a situation to get a se- that second foul with, I believe, about seven, mi- seven minutes um, on the clock in the first quarter is, is unforgivable. And to be without him for almost 10 minutes or 12 minutes of that first half is, is so, so frustrating uh, for, for the Warriors. And it's, it's something that can't happen. And not even to mention when he came back on the floor, his decision-making, Jay, there one play that sticks out to me and we both talked about this at half was that play when they had numbers. It was a four on two fast break. He took it strong to the cup. Actually, he didn't take it strong to the cup because he didn't finish and he had Jordan Poole in the corner for a wide open jumper. So I don't mind if you're going to be aggressive and take it to the rim, but you got to either put it on his head or you got to get an and one or you better be finishing it. So the decision making, uh, the costly turnovers that we saw in that first half 
were, were frustrating. But I will say this. He hit some big, big, big shots in that second second uh, half, specifically in the fourth quarter. And that three in that the, the right corner sticks out to me to close the game and closing time when you need that big shot. So he did make up for it a bit in the second half, but you can't have that start to the game if you're the Warriors when you rely on him as your perimeter slowdown. Let's just call it a slowdown of LeBron because you ain't stopping LeBron the way he's playing. And we're going to get into that because I got some questions for you. But, man, you got to get a better start if you're uh, a Wiggs and, and make better decisions going to the rim. Man, Jack, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more, brother, because, you know, we, we you know, we got we got the stats pulled up and I'm looking at his free throws. The man didn't even attempt a single free throw. And what that yeah. sh- what that shows me is that you're you're just not being aggressive. You're not being aggressive. Mm-hmm. The NBA is a foul friendly league. I promise you, if you keep going to the cup, you're going to get you. You're going to get a foul. You're going you're going you're going get, to get get yourself to the line. And Jay, I mean, let's let's look at. Not only what you what you said yesterday, but let's look at other players who who you know saw a wigs not not stand not stepping up, and they decided to step up, and that was and that was your sleeper player yesterday, Jay. Who do you never who yep. you picked as a sleeper player? <laughs> Damian Lee. Damian Lee. Damian Jay. Lee. And let's mm-hmm. and so so let's let's stay on the same lines as far as being aggressive because Damian Lee he got to the free throw line six times and converted all six of them. Uh, mm-hmm. scored, scored, scored 15 points, man, uh, shot up, shot 40% from the field and just really did what he had to do. You know, like w- the Warriors were not expecting 15 out of Damian Lee. They weren't expecting uh, a six, six out of six from the free throw line out of Damian Lee. So for him to bring that man, Jay, that's just, that, that's just another, huge. just another, it's huge, man. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's another uh, positive uh, to the, to the Warriors, man. But Jay, you know, you, with the emergence of pool, Okay, so here's here's my question to you, all right, brother. So mm-hmm. with the emergence of pool, yeah. with with you know bringing in uh bringing in Otto Porter, uh with 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 you know Damian Lee, and I'm, we're not gonna put eh, all the stock on Damian Lee in one game, but you know we can see we we can see w- what he's becoming with the emergence of these other players, and with the way you saw A Wiggs play today, Jay. Let me ask you this: Do you look to move him? Because maybe you can bring in a piece that you really need. Because now you 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 can rely on your pools. You can rely on your curries. And we we got Clay, and y'all got Clay coming back. Y'all got Clay coming back. So Jay, talk to me about that. No, I, I'm I'm not looking to move Wiggins yet, uh, or, or just not for that matter, um, for right now. Because what Wiggins brings is realistically, when you when you get if you get Clay back, or when you get Clay back. You got Curry as your one, uh, as your first option, obviously. Poole as maybe your two or three, depending on the level that Clay's back, because we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back. So realistically, we're looking at Wiggins as a fourth option anyway, uh, with the healthy Warrior roster. Then you throw into the mix that we don't know what athleticism or you know lateral quickness um, you know Clay's going to have when he comes back. So taking all that, taking all that into account, they're going to need a wing stopper. They're going to need a guy who can check their best, best, the other team's best player or offensive player at the wing position, the LeBrons, the Paul Georges, the Kevin Durant's slowing those guys down because you're not stopping them. But that's where you need Wiggins because I'm not ready to put that, you know, that weight 
on Clay when he's been hasn't played a basketball game in two years. Um, and that's where I'm hesitant to, to give up Wiggins, um, despite his offensive uh, deficiencies for now. But if he goes five for 10 and gives you 12 points, you'd like to see him get maybe, you know, 15, 17 points and, and being, being stopped, getting stops. And I love the rebounding tonight. Actually, seven rebounds was a great stat line for him. Um, but yeah, I'm not ready to give up what he brings you defensively. Um, albeit his deficiencies offensively. Okay. All right. That's that, that, that's extremely valid. That's extremely valid, man. So Jay, as we, as we wrap up the warrior side of the, the, the warrior side of things, man, just some, some things that I, like I want to highlight that I think was key, key to the, to the Warriors pulling off, pulling off this victory, man, was the bench scoring, man. I know the Warriors had 51 bench points to versus the Lakers, 26 bench points, man. I think that, that I, th I think that that's huge, man. And I think another thing is how much we saw Stephen Curry trusting his teammates out there, man. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll even walk my take back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna be a realist. And on the, on the pod with, with Pat, I generally thought that Curry was going to have to burden most of the, of the offensive load. And that's not a hot take. That's not nothing crazy, but that's just because he's who you guys have left out there because of, so because you're so injury depleted, I really thought Curry was going to need to uh, carry so much of that scoring load. But man, we saw the, we mentioned, like, as we mentioned the ball movement, we saw him trusting his teammates. We saw Curry passing up uh, shots to give it to, uh, to want Toscano Anderson, man. I mean, like, mm -hmm. come on, that should never be yeah. happening, but your, your star player doing that, man, that's just, that was just, 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 just some highlights. And then last, last thing that I want to touch on, uh, then you can go ahead and touch on some last things if you want, Jay, is, is the in the fourth quarter, man, you guys had a 10-minute stretch without a single turnover, and that's when you guys took the lead, man. I think that that's right. huge. I mean, turnovers is what makes you lose games, Jay, and that's what you talk about all the time. So yeah. uh, so, so you got any, any like, closing points to, for the, for the from Warrior side of things, Jay? No, I, I loved – the fact that, I, you know, one of my keys to the game yesterday was, last night, was live ball turnovers. Will the Warriors make live ball turnovers? And we saw, you know, we talked about earlier that Draymond had those two passes at the beginning of the game where he's trying to get uh, Jordan Poole in that action and threw it out of bounds. And I'm fine with that. If he's going to throw it out of bounds, if he's going to throw it in the crowd, throw it in the 10th row for a super fan souvenir, that's great. <laughs> Because what are the Warriors doing? They're setting back. They're deep. They're setting up on their defense on the other end, and and that's great. That's what you want. You don't want, you know, that you know that sticks out to me is the Andrew Wiggins turnover in the first half that led to that LeBron just poster. Um, you you can't have that happening if if you're the Warriors and you want to stay in the game against a team like a team of the caliber, top of the West, top of the NBA team like the Lakers. And getting giving that momentum, feeding right into their offense. When let's be it, let's face it, they were struggling to score at times. You know, they didn't shoot the ball well tonight. You know, 35% from the three-point line, which I'm surprised is that high, to be honest. Um, they hit some shots towards the end there with Avery Bradley, who we got to talk about him <laughs> switching sides and just <laughs> killing us. I was worried there for a sec, but um, but man, oh man, no, uh, just a great, great trusting them, limiting those turnovers, you know, 17 turnovers for the, for the whole game uh, is, is beautiful for the Warriors. It adds confidence that, you, you know, you can keep the ball 
get shots, keep right out there. They shot two less shots than the Lakers. You're right up there with them field goals. Um, and, and, you know, you can't really ask more for, for a one and zero start on the road uh, mm-hmm. through the Warriors. Man, Jay, that, that, that was the perfect way to, to wrap up the Warriors side of things, Jay. But let's go over there and jump to the other side, Jay. Let's, let's talk about the Lakers and some of, the, some of the stuff that we saw. So I'll go ahead and kick it off. And Jay, I'm, I'm going to just say what's, what's on my mind. I'm going to just say what I was telling you the whole game. And Anthony Davis needs to stop settling for those mid-range stepbacks, dog. He needs to attack the basket. like, And, and it's just... It's so frustrating, Jay, and I, I feel I feel the same way that I I feel the same frustration with that 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 you know that that you could feel about about a wigs. It's like, come on, dog, you know what to do, you know, and and and, and this is and this is and this is like you know no hate on any player on the words, but I don't feel like there was a single player on that court that could have guarded him that could have stopped him from getting to the hoop. But there still- ain't no hate, nah, Jay. There's no hate there. That's just facts. Yeah, AD ain't being stopped by no one in the league for that matter, uh, but himself. But go on, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Jay. Like, and and he stopped himself because he settles for uh for 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 so many for so many mid range step backs, man. And but that's that's something that was just that that was so frustrating for me. But besides that, he did he he did have a have a dominant game. But Jay, here's the question. Here's the star studded question. Everybody wants to know. We talked about this at half, Jay. So let's talk about it one more time. Yeah, we loved AD's play out there, man. He was out there balling. A uh, uh, gr- great help for the Lakers. You know, thirty-three points, nine, uh, n- nine rebounds, uh, n- nine rebounds. Did not shoot very well, very well from the three. But Jay, the question is, do we believe? Or actually, let me put it this way, Jay. If you had to put your life savings, you had to put your house, everything that you've made on this bet, do you believe AD can continue this play? throughout an 82 game season you know john i'm not ready to put that money on him yet history has shown that if he's not i I can't count on ad right now to be locked in night to night uh he hasn't shown the history number one not even from a health standpoint can he be locked in if it's not a you know nationally televised game or if he doesn't have that vendetta that fire to get him going um i i just can't I, i'm just not ready to to to, to put that out there and but it, the, the sad part is and the crazy part is if he wants to do it i can't stress enough that he'll be the most valuable player in the nba if he night to night puts in this kind of effort where he's not settling if he's getting if he wants if he wants to mix it inside out with that mid-range game and then, you know, pound it down low because no one's with his length. No one's contesting the shot. If you you saw when he gets to his uh, left shoulder and he does that right hand hook, that baby hook. No one's stopping that, John. No one is stopping that. He he has so much length. He has so much strength. Uh, he has so much athleticism. Even if you if you try to go up with him and contest it at the rim, he's booming it on your head. Um, and, and it's frustrating as a Laker fan, as an NBA fan, man, I want to see this guy just take over the league. Even as a Warrior fan, man, I just have seen the flashes, especially tonight in that first half. And I, what did I say to you? I said, if, and Patrick said it last night, he said, if Anthony Davis takes over this game, 
the Warriors are in trouble. There's no, they have no answer. Um, and he, he had it, and then he didn't. Exactly, Jay. And 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 in the beginning of the game, and like how you said, he had it, and the Lakers took that took that lead. It was looking, it was it was looking good for the Lakers, and then, and then he lost it, man. So yeah, Jay, like you, you I mean, you put it, you put perfect. I couldn't have put it any any better, Jay, man. I, mm-hmm. I just, it's it, it's upsetting because not only as a Lakers fan, but just dog as an NBA basketball lover, I, I love to see basketball at its purest form. And if he can't like do that, well, if he, he can do that, but he's choosing to not do that because it's you no, know, everything that he wants isn't there. It's huge, huge problem and, and very upsetting, man. But Jay, let's go on to another problem. <laughs> let's go on to another problem, Jay, that we saw on the Lakers, uh, oh, no, on this Lakers roster. Oh my goodness, Jay. Let's go on to the problem, Jay, that is named Russell Westbrook, the man who went four for 13. The oh, man, man who went oh from four from three. The man who's supposed to be aggressive and oh, I'm the Brody. I'm getting to the line. Who shot zero free throws, eight points, four assists, and five rebounds. Jay. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me not forget to mention the four freaking turnovers. Like dog. Like that is just so frustrating. He. It sounds like he listened to. Uh, I think he might have listened to our pod actually, Jay. I think he might have listened to our pod that we did with Pat because. You know what, Jay? I think he was like, oh, Pat, uh, Pat, Pat and Jay told me to shoot it. That means I got to shoot it. Because he was out there trying to shoot. Like, he's the leader of the team, Jay. So damn frustrating, Jay. But talk to me about how you felt uh, this uh, Russell Westbrook tragedy. Man, I'll just side note. I think Russell Westbrook is a great player. But Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. What are their numbers? Three, six, zero. Three, six, zero. <laughs> and that's what Russell Westbrook was tonight with his minus three, minus 23, plus minus. My goodness. Russell Westbrook, what are you doing out there? You are a former MVP. You should not be going four for 13, 0 for, 0 for four from three. You should not be settling for mid-range jump shots, where they're defensively, if you're the Warriors, you are baiting him into those shots and you are playing right into the bait. My goodness, have you not learned? And if if that's the case and you don't have, you know, you're not trusting yourself to, you know, get to, to get to your spots and get down the lane, then give it up and then get in the flow of things. But man, oh man, did he kill the Lakers tonight? Man, LeBron man. and AD had it going tonight. And to be honest, the bench was not bad. We, we won't talk about Melo, what we saw from him in that first half. But if you're Russell Westbrook, man, you I understand. And that's where I had my worries. We talked about last night why the Lakers, who let's face it, probably are the you know the better team at, at this. With in terms of roster, paper, just talking strictly roster. Um, but that's where I was worried about what I saw in the preseason. They lacked that continuity, they lacked that chemistry, and that's that's to be expected. But from Westbrook, you, you gotta give me more, man. You gotta give me more. You gotta, you gotta give me more, Jay. And and I I just want to double back on the point that you made about giving it up. Like, man, it's all good. Like, I'm like nobody's perfect, you know. If you, if this not your night, you know, if if 
if you need to get in, in into the rhythm of, of, of playing together. And 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 also like I I still think Russell Westbrook is, is a great player. I think he just had uh had a bad game. And and it also is like the continuity, man. I mean, the, the, that that's three huge stars and LeBron, mm-hmm. AD, and Russell Westbrook being on the same team. So like it's it, it's you know it's gonna take time. But what's what doesn't need to take time is Russell Westbrook being mature enough and smart enough to understand like, okay, like I'm not hidden. Like after you're at, you're at four for 10, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta start giving it up. And I mean, th- that actually transitions just perfectly to, to, to the next point. That's what you were talking about. Mellow Jay. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Mellow, we saw a spectacular, in my opinion, a spectacular outing, a spectacular outing from him. And I would have rather Mellow got the 13 shots instead of, instead of Russ. So like, if Russ isn't hitting, I, I I need him to give that ball up, man. But but Jace, you know, I know we're at halftime. We were, we were talking a little bit about Melo. He was just talking about how he's just a bucket, Jay. Talk to me about how how exciting it was and how nice it felt to just see Melo out there hooping again. No, it was great to see Melo. I I, I was getting some O ten flashbacks, and you know, I talked about it at at uh, the end of the first half. But no, it was great seeing Melo out there. You know, taking his shot, playmaking. Uh, creating to get his own um, two for four from three. And and the Lakers are really going to need that um, in order to be successful, uh, having that presence in, off the bench. You know, they gave him 26 minutes tonight. And three for nine, it really isn't going to cut it, to be honest. You know, he he played well in that that first half, hit some big shots. But they, they are going to need more from him off the, the bench um, until, you know, Wayne Ellington didn't suit up tonight. Uh, but but Mello early on in the first half can't say enough, uh, and it was good to see him operating on, on that wing. You saw that move against Bielitsa just kind of froze him and, and pulled up into his patented uh, mid range shot. So it was good to see. Man, it was it was that de- de- definitely great to see Mello out there. But then you know if if, if we're gonna talk about some of these uh, some of these newer signings, Jay, let's talk about the guy <laughs> who just switched teams. Jay, it was just on the Warriors two days ago, and now he got he gets waved and picked up by the Lakers. Uh, we we got Avery Bradley. Jay, y'all, y'all, I know you said I was a bit scared there for a second. <laughs> My goodness, yeah, no, Avery Bradley was in his bag. I mean, getting two huge threes to keep him in that game and I was worried there for a sec because he he was out on pool um first when he subbed in and and making life hard for him um cooling him off really uh because we didn't see much we didn't see anything uh for pool after Avery Bradley checked into the game and then he checked in on Steph um and and you know was going back and forth with Bazemore with those duties but man Avery Bradley was a great signing, and I, we talked about it last night that Draymond and Steph wanted Avery Bradley to stay on the roster, but we ended up with going GP uh, with GP. But man, Avery Bradley was a great signing for them, having that three and D guy that we always knew he could be. Unfortunately, he didn't have a great showing for the Warriors in the preseason, but we saw what he can do and what he can be for the Lakers. You know, in those eight minutes tonight, so. Man, what a great signing. What a great day before the season starts signing for the Lakers, man. Man, that, have them off us too. <laughs> <laughs> man, right, right, right before right before the season opener, they had a snatcher, man. But but yeah, man, I mean, I mean, uh Avery Bradley, you know, he definitely came out there hitting it. And the funny thing was, and the funny thing was, Jay, I know that we talked about Avery Bradley like not really being the shooter 
he was supposed to be for the Warriors. And it's funny how he, he comes to the game and immediately, boom, boom, <laughs> knocks two right off, man. So that that definitely, uh, I definitely uh, laughed a little bit about that, man. But Jay, I, I want to talk to you about a concern, a concern actually that uh, I had last year with the Lakers. And now I actually, unfortunately, have an even bigger concern. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a free throw shooting, Jay. You know, the Lakers weren't already weren't the greatest free throw shooting team last year. And now you're adding a Rajon Rondo. You know, he's he, he, he can he can knock him down sometimes, but not not to be relied on Dwight Howard, not to be relied on DeAndre Jordan, not to be relied on. Uh, I mean, I, let's give LeBron his credit. LeBron always goes one for two at the line, always misses the first one, then, may, then, then makes the second one. So I guess we'll count half of LeBron. But Jay, what I, you know, what I want to ask you is, you know, this, this last year in the playoffs, we saw a lot of players be unplayable in the playoffs, Jay, because of that uh, uh, lack of shooting ability, because of that lack of, of, of free throw shooting ability. Is there any, is there any concern in your mind that Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan and all really of these bigs besides Anthony Davis will be played off the court because I mean, he, Anthony Davis is the real only big that can shoot on this team. Is that is that is that a worry in your mind, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I think DeAndre Jordan might be a little washed at this point. <laughs> uh, you he couldn't really keep up on the floor there. You know, he got the start tonight, but he's really ineffective, non-existent. And then you look at a guy like Dwight Howard. I, I like his, you know, energy defensively. Uh, he's always going to be creating creating some havoc one way or the other, trying to get under guy's skin. And I love that for Dwight. And he, he's great at what he does. But at the same time, you can't have guys, big men, who are not knocking down free throws. I mean, 9 for 10, 47%. That's the game right there. That's 10 free throws. You lose by seven. That's the game right now. There, you make seventy percent of those, which you at least want to be at or higher. You know, in that seventy-five to to eighty range. The Lakers, you know, last season were at the bottom of the league in free throws, and if they continue that into this year, that's going to be a recipe for disaster for them, especially with the type of team that they have uh, with that build. Westbrook isn't the greatest free throw shooter as well. But, you know, just to get back to your point about the bigs, that is a concern. Uh, DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard are known for their terrible free throw shooting. And we have no, absolutely no reason to believe that's ever going to change. So that is a very uh, big concern. But AD, that's very uncharacteristic. Two for seven tonight. Uh, He's going to pick that back up. So I'm not worried about that. LeBron, though, historically is not. The, the best, you know, I believe he's around 60 or 70 percent uh, career wise. So, nah, they're definitely a concern. They need to pick it up or <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you because your whole career, you haven't been a good free throw shooter. It's not going to change now. So, yeah, man, they, they, that that definitely is a sign of concern that that that, that they need to pick up, man, because I, I definitely don't want just to have two two empty roster spots in Dwight and DeAndre Jordan when playoff time comes around, man, because that that would be extremely freaking irritating, man. So I want to ask you, Jay, out of all of, you know, the the the, the new the new signings in, in Melo, uh, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Rondo, Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, who to you had the best game? I think Kent Bazemore. 
had the best game. There we go. Ken Bazemore had the best game. And that wasn't offensively, you know, three for nine. Defensively, Kent Bazemore was in Wardell's shirt all night. Uh, he was making it so hard for him to get anything going offensively. And to Steph's credit, he messed around and got a triple-double. <laughs> but, you know, Kent made it difficult for him. And that was – you can look at the stat uh, stats – and see his plus minus was 10. Whatever stock you want to put in that, that was for a reason. Because defensively, he was creating havoc, creating turnovers, making it uh, difficult for Steph. We saw, you know, in that first half where uncharacteristically, Steph made two back-to-back turnovers that led to, I believe, a foul and then uh, a three. Um, And it was because that, that defensive energy that he felt um, that he had to give it up. They were showing, throwing doubles at him. Um, and, and Bazemore did not leave his hip the whole night. And, and that was my, that was my, uh, the guy I had to go with. Okay. Okay. I, I definitely like. Knows like, him too well. He, they're, they're apparently best friends too. So man. He, man, he was he well he, tonight. He knows all his friends move, but his friends still went off for a triple double on him though. True. <laughs> but, and the dub. And the yeah. dub. So, but but man, I, I feel I feel you on that, Jay. For me, man, I I would I would have to say Malik Monk, man. And, and this is nothing having to do with with the 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 stat sheet, man. This is nothing having to do with numbers. This is just off just straight up watching basketball, man. And I think that once the Lakers get synergy and get going, I think Malik Monk could be a great uh you know a, a great energy player, man. You know he could knock down shots, he could defend a bit. He's a high, he's a high flyer, man. I saw. So I'm jump up there for a couple of them rebounds. I'm like, damn, he's jumping up there with Bielitsa and some of some of these big guys, man. So I I, I definitely would have to go with uh, with Malik Monk for mine. But real quick, Jay, before we close out, I, I need to double back to that Warriors uh, to that Warriors talk because I want to. I mean, there's there's two really good options out of the players that you guys bought. You know, out of the uh, um, being being Bielitsa, Iggy, uh, Otto Porter, uh, the, uh, the rookies, and, and Gary Payton. It's really between, in my opinion, between the uh, Bielitsa and Iggy. Who to you mm-hmm. out of those new guys had had uh, the best game? Oh, B- Nemanja Bielitsa uh, had the best game tonight. He just did everything, everything you need out of your sixth man, really. Um, you know, besides, well, I, he had second minutes off the bench uh, to Damian Lee. But it was it was the Bielitsa show tonight, man. Um, he was the factor. Put him over the hump, kept him in the game, made play after play, defensively rebounding, um, playmaking, four assists. But I felt like he had more, just affecting the game on every 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 facet. So, uh, Manja Bielisa, no question for me. How about you? No for- question, Jay. No yeah. question, Jay. That's my <laughs> guy, Bielisa, man. Yeah. All right, Jay. So you know, we talked about the Warriors and Lakers game, the second half or the second game of the, the back-to-back, uh, the doubleheader, I should say, on TNT. But let's talk about the championship the championship team, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets. We saw the ring ceremony, and we talked about that earlier. But let's talk a little bit about that game, you know, 127 to 104 uh, in favor of the, of the Bucks. And, I, and I, first of all, just looking from the game and, and seeing – you know, these stats here, you know, we, we both watched the game. 
But whenever you get shot outshot in a game, 105 to 84, that's a 21 shot differential. You are losing that game 99% of the time because you can't keep up. And that's a recipe for disaster, man. And part of it, I blame on, you know, just the slow start from the Nets. Um, there was times when they cut the lead, but it was just one of those games. And Jay, you can talk on it as well, John. I just felt like they never really had a chance. Uh, it was Milwaukee just dominated that game from the beginning. And maybe it was the energy of that home crowd coming off that ring ceremony. You know, Giannis is emotional, got the got troops rallied up. Um, and, and a lot of the times I've seen in the past, the ring team may get blown out because it's just too much emotion. But that was not the case for the Bucks. They came in on a mission ready to repeat uh, is what I felt like. And then for the Nets end, you got you got KD, you got Harden. But you know who they were missing tonight. And it really showed that lack of that third playmaker. Obviously, Patty Mills had a big night. You know, he was knocking down shots, trying to keep him afloat. But, Jay, Patty Mills is not Kyrie Irving. And, and, and what, what were your thoughts on that game, man? Kyrie, the lack of them not having him, the playmaking, man, it was just all bad for the Nets tonight. Man, it was it, it really was all bad. And honestly, Jay, I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought that, like how you said, you know, with most times in history, we've seen that uh, on ring night, the teams, you know, it's just too much emotion. It's just you're too caught up into it. And the other team is pissed, you know. And, and, and I thought with, with the Nets, they'd be even more pissed because they should have thought, Man, that should have been us over there, man. If if the injuries wouldn't happen, that would have been us over there. We we mm -hmm. and I mean the world thinks that. I mean, like honestly, the world thinks that. So so I I thought like man, the the Nets were gonna come out with this crazy fire, but it just it, it just didn't happen, Jay. Like 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 how you said, and 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 that's and and that's a credit to 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 so many things. Uh, definitely the fact that you know Kyrie wasn't out there, but uh, um, but uh, you know I also want to add that like. I don't think I don't I don't know Paul Paul Millsap playing being out there scoring zero points of foul it just didn't really do anything out there man so like that is an absolute net negative man and I just I I don't I didn't see the fire in the Nets man like KD put thirty two but that's because KD puts thirty two in his sleep so like that's mm -hmm. that's nothing for us to be like wow KD was really on fire to win out there today like no nah, he just he does he does that in his sleep man but i did i did want to see more out of harden you know harden harden put a 20 uh, he scored 20 points and with Ky with the star like Kyrie uh, that carries a good amount of that scoring load being out man i i really really did want to see um see harden step up but real quick jay quick shout out to my boy nicklis claxton Man, like I, he's he, he's he's young, he's young, but I just I like him a lot, Jay. I I really do. I know some people are 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 not as as positive as positive on him as I am, but I just think he's a great a pick and roll a pick and roll lob threat, man. And in today's league, you really really need that, man. And I think that 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 that's great to partner him up with a big like like Blake or a big like LaMarcus Aldridge because again there's just two different types of bigs you can run two different types of styles while out there man so I just wanted to real quick give a shout out to my boy Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Claxton man 
Yeah, no, Nicholas Claxton is the type of type of young prospect that you want. Um, you know, he's lengthy. Uh, he can do it on both ends of the floor. He needs to put a little more size on himself. But I mean, he he's shows showed a lot of promise tonight for sure. Um, and then and then you know, despite with with the, the you know looking at the Nets. There's not really much else to talk about. Uh, they had no bench production besides Patty Mills. Uh, besides Patty Mills, they only had four points from the bench for a total of 25. Oh my God. You're not going to win games like that, Jay. And that is a major concern. And I'm kind of just hesitant and back shuffling about my uh, pick for them being you know, the, the number one seed, it's not looking uh, bright for them if they don't get Kyrie back because this team is not built to be deep. Uh, and you and Lance talked about that on that East preview, and that's what it's looking like for the Nets. Uh, and I don't, I don't think we really got much else to say about the Nets. Uh, they, they just struggled from the tip. Um, they started out slow. And they never got it going. There was times when they were in the game. But like I said earlier, it was never truly like they were in the game. I felt like the Bucks always had it in control. But let's talk about, but Jay, let's, let, enough about the Nets. Let's talk about the team who needs to be talked about. The team who deserves the credit. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks, who won a championship and brought it tonight and left no doubt in my mind that they were the champions. So give me your thoughts about how the, the Bucks just really dealt with the, the Nets from the, from the offset, from the tip, from that moment they walked in the arena and got their rings. For, for me, Jay, I think the number one thing that I noticed was how the Bucks just came out and just punched them in the mouth, man. And they, they, they came out with so much aggression. I know, I know Giannis was all over the place, man. All, Giannis is all over the place, all over the, all over the glass, man. I know that uh, the, the Bucks, the Bucks as a team got 54 rebounds to the, to, to the Nets 44. And we saw that we saw ample, ample of second chance point, uh, second chance points coming, coming from the Bucks. But Jay, where I really am just so proud of the Bucks as a team is is the the team ball they played. Jay, check this out: Chris Middleton, twenty points; Giannis, thirty-two; uh, Brooke Lopez, eight; uh, Grayson Allen, ten; Drew Holiday, twelve; Pat Connaughton, twenty; Jordan Jordan Nurara, fifteen. And you know, and then we got sixes, threes, fives on along the all all around the board, and. They're and they're missing, you know, Dante DiVincenzo. They're missing Bobby Portis. So honestly, Jay, this just makes me feel happy for the Bucks because they really got that next up, that next man up mentality, man. They they were they were really ready to step up, especially Jordan Jordan Norora, man. Like he was out there trying to prove himself, man, trying to play for a roster spot, and so was Grayson Allen, man. Grayson Allen got the start. That was surprising to see, man. But that yeah, th yeah. Th that was that. Those are my. My my initial takeaway from the Bucks. Uh, but what about you, Jay? What were some of your initial takeaways from the Bucks? Yeah, no, like you said it, you said it perfectly, John. It's just that they had that next man man up mentality, and every championship team has that. So I'm not really surprised. That guy Jordan Nawara, man, absolute stud tonight. Um, you know, 15 points, ready to play, six for 13, three for six. I mean, this kid looked like a newfound prospect tonight. 
And then you look down the line, you got Pat Connaughton off the bench, that 20, 20 points, not even a stat line, just having that swagger, that championship mentality, coming on the floor saying, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to repeat. And it just starts with your leader. And that's who it was. The Greek freak, Giannis, saying whatever he said in the pregame to the team, saying, we're not done yet. We want more. We're, we understand we're going to have a target on our back. And that's what I knew uh, and was a concern for me that the rest of the league was going to have that target on the Bucks because winning a championship, it comes at a price. And that's what a price on your head. And the <laughs> Nets came out tonight. Sorry, the Bucks. the Nets didn't come ready to play. The Bucks came ready to play along with Chris Middleton, um, you know, eight for 17, absolutely putting in work in the mid-range game, putting Blake Griffin, uh, once the play sticks out to me, on skates. Um, and then Drew Holiday came out ready to play as well and unfortunately um, went down with an injury. If he if he's out, that's a major concern. But the rest of the guys stepped up um, in his absence. So only 18 minutes for him tonight uh, before going out with his, with his uh, injury that put him out for the night. But you gotta like what you what you see from from the Bucks. You just hope that Drew Holiday is ready to go um, for the next game, or isn't out for that long, for that matter. Yeah, and and, and Jay, you no know, something else that I want to add on uh, on Giannis is the confidence in the shot, the confidence mm-hmm. in the free throw. You know, the man went seven for, seven for nine from the from, from the free throw line, shot seventy seven percent. He went one for four from went one for four from the three. You know, not the greatest percentage, but with with Giannis at this point it's about the confidence with with Giannis at this yeah. point it's about keeping just keeping the defense guessing just say like okay well you're right I'm I might not make it but don't leave me open because I'm gonna shoot it don't leave me open because I'm gonna shoot it man so I, I I definitely like was just so happy to see Giannis just shooting free throws without that stress Giannis coming down court pulling up like man like when have we seen Giannis coming down court just pulling up like that man so I, I definitely just wanted to give a quick shout out to Giannis on that man, because Giannis is is definitely uh, growing, uh, gr- growing in in his in his confidence in himself, man, and that and th- that's huge. Maybe uh, Ben Simmons should go uh, talk to Giannis. Yeah, Jay, and and <laughs> that was a perfect perfect segue because you know we talked about the Nets, we talked about this. Sorry, we talked about the Bucks, we talked about this game, um, dominant performance from the Bucks. There were times when they're in it, but. Let's talk about Giannis and his confidence. And then let's talk about Ben Simmons. The topic of today, other than, you know, the opening night in the NBA when you're going to be, when us basketball hoop heads, you know, basketball connoisseurs, we live it, we breathe it. That's all we're thinking about. And then we got to hear about these Ben Simmons rumors, not even rumors, the facts and reports that are coming out from all of these um, news outlets. So let's talk about that, Jay. What are your thoughts about Ben Simmons getting kicked out of practice? Doc oh Rivers God. saying he don't want to play. Uh, he didn't want to sub into drills. Man, oh, man, a guy who lacks confidence. Let's talk about a guy who lacks confidence, man. Ben um, Simmons. Jay, like, honestly, like, I have just been, like, like baffled i've been baffled by this by this uh this ben simmons situation that, that, that that's going on like like we're not talking about the high school practice we're not talking about 
a junior college. We're not talking about, we're not even talking about a college practice. Now we're talking about an NBA practice, an NBA player who gets paid millions of dollars to play the game of basketball, a game that he loves. And he is going to be at practice unengaged. And he's, and you know, that for, for Doc Rivers to tell him is better that you just go home, he had to have been more detrimental to the team, to the team's practice, than he was to, to, to their success. And, dog, like, what does that show about you to, to, to other teams? What does that show about you to your teammates? Like, I think he made the dumbest decision by even deciding to come back to Philly after holding out. You know, I, Jay, I know we, we talk every day about, about you know, the, the, this NBA stuff that's going on. And, and, and Jay, like, even you said it, you said he told his teammates not to come stay with him. And then he came back to be with them. Like he burnt the bridges with his teammates. He burnt the bridges with his coaches. And worst of all, he burnt the bridges with other teams. Like, man, if, if I'm any other team in the NBA, first of all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a trade for Ben Simmons unless I'm getting, unless I'm giving away a, uh, pennies you know unless i'm giving away pennies because i know he can he's a great defensive player can can great uh guard coming downhill but in the playoffs not going to be able to play when you when when the game slows down he just he just had doesn't have a spot on the court and in my opinion jay he just took like he's like okay what what can i do to make the worst possible decision here and that's and that's really what i think he did because he burnt all the bridges that he possibly has. I genuinely, brother, do not see a, like a, 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 like I see a way, you know, cause I mean, you know, it's, some teams are like, I don't care about that. Just come to us. Like we suck that bad. Right. Like uh, some teams will do that, but I don't, I just don't see a way where like Ben Simmons is on any team this year. And everyone's like, wow, look at Ben Simmons. He's doing so good. You know, I just, it's just yeah. going to be the, the, the narrative around him the, this year is just going to haunt him. And to double back on the reason all of this started, because it's not like Philly did him dirty. No, all Philly did is get on him because he was scared to shoot, because he was scared to do what his job requires him to do. So Philly did nothing wrong. And if the, and if the rest of the NBA is going to stay on this man's head and if he's going to let it get to his mind like he did with his shooting stuff, Dog, it's just over. Ben Simmons might as well go retire right now or go play with the uh, uh, what's that team in China, like the 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 Shihai Sharks or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I I, know I hear you on all that, but my my where I we're gonna fall back on that on, on that statement is where I see my frustrations with Ben Simmons is okay. You heard what Doc Rivers said. You heard what Joel Bede had to say about you after, you know, your loss to the, to the, to the Hawks. Okay. You heard that you were frustrated. They didn't have your back. They made that comment. Okay. So you said you don't want to play for the team anymore. You don't want to play for the Sixers. Okay. I get that. Um, I get that from a player standpoint. Your, your coach doesn't have faith in you. He's not backing you up despite if it's the truth or not, but if you don't agree with it, then, okay, I get that. You're entitled to your prerogative, what you want to do, what you, where you want to play. But if you're going to go away and burn all those bridges that, and then try to come back to the team after you realize you can't get the trade, that is where I'm, where, where I'm like, man, you effed up, bro. You, you, that's not a good look. If you're going to go away, then go away and don't come back. Burn those bridges it's going to be hard for you to travel back. Don't think the team, your teammates are going to respect you or want anything to do with you. 
And I feel like he's coming back with that sense of entitlement, like, oh, yeah, like, it's good. No, it's bad. It's bad, Ben. You messed up. I understand if you want to go away, but don't try to come back. And that's where he messed up. And he's reaping the he's reaping the, the badness from that that sour taste that the, the Sixers have now, and it's coming all back to him. And I'd be very very surprised, and I'm almost ninety percent certain uh, that he won't play another game for the Sixers. Man, Jay, m- m- me too, man. And and Jay, you know, like uh, you know, we're, we're you know we're brothers, and 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 we're you know we're business partners and Jay like what do we always talk we always talk about man like you know being accountable holding each other accountable like uh each of us you know putting in putting in the hard work and and how like how does these other players feel when when Ben Simmons is at practice with his phone in his pocket like Jay like man you 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 you, you wrapped it up perfectly Jay like man I just I don't know what's gonna happen with Ben Simmons but I'm like how you said, almost 90% sure I will never see him in a 76ers uniform ever again. Yeah, I was rapid. But let's not end it on that, no, man. What a, what a beautiful night to have basketball, NBA basketball back. Couldn't be any happier to see my Warriors, you know, come out with that win as well against, against one of the title favorites or whatever you want to call them uh, in the Lakers. A great team, uh, nonetheless. So, Man, what a night. Uh, let's not end it on that, that that sour note of Ben Simmons. I hope he figures it out, too. Man, I hope he does. I hope he does figure it out, Jay. And and li- like how you said, babe, uh, like, like how you said, Jay, you know what? If NBA season is back, basketball season has returned, this day should be a national holiday, baby. I'm so excited for it, man. And, man, let, let, let's get – Let's get into the season, Jay. And for all the fans, I need all of you guys to smash that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. I need you guys that are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, to leave us a ranking, man. Like, leave us a comment. Let us know uh, what's your favorite part about the pod. Let us know what you're most excited about for the season. Because, Jay, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not going to disclose no information, but, boy, we've been talking. And Clutch Talk, we we got something cooking up for the season, huh, Jay? We got some cooking up. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned, man. So, like, as always, man, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company, like, the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.